Welcome to Zain and Hailama's podcast. We're so glad you joined us today. We hope that the word will encourage you to do great things for God. Decline. All right, let's get started. So if you notice the title, it was why we shouldn't be afraid. Because right now, everyone's kind of getting frantic. We are seeing a lot of stuff closed down. Um, you might have even got laid off. Uh, a lot of jobs right now are shutting down. But this is a time where we shouldn't be afraid. And we're going to give you some biblical knowledge on why you shouldn't be. Because, you know, again, God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So we wanted to share with you what Jesus did when he had people that were afraid. When you deal with people that carry fear, things get frantic. And that's that's where this whole thing came from, is fear, you know. This, I mean, and you don't want to be afraid of something. You, you don't want to have to live in fear your entire life. And if you allow everything that's in the world, you will be. You know, right now, we're not afraid. You know, we went out and we looked at a house today and we went to the store. We went to Popeye's. You know, we're, it's, we don't live in fear. We don't live in, in a time where we are afraid of everything that goes on, where we're afraid of of life. So, with that, I'm going to read a story out of Mark chapter 5. And if you're just joining us and if you're watching the replay or any of that, go ahead and share this um, broadcast, share the podcast. It will be on podcast after mm -hmm. this. So, um, subscribe to our podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Facebook and just share because a lot of people are fearful right now. And I yeah. think people need to hear a word of encouragement. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people are really frantic right now. If you go to stores, clear indication. Every, like, this isn't the time to live in fear. You know, and that's what we're going to talk about. So if you have your Bibles, I'm reading from Mark 5, starting at verse 35. To give you a recap on the rest of the story, this is the point where a man comes to Jesus and... Um, asked Jesus to heal his daughter because his daughter is really sick and about to die. So Jesus is walking to his house as we speak. This is what it says. While he was still speaking, there came from the ruler's house someone who said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not fear, only believe. So you have this person, while Jesus and him are walking... This um, man comes and approaches him. Your daughter's already dead. Um, there's nothing you can do. Don't trouble Jesus anymore. He doesn't need to waste our time coming to the house. Your daughter's already dead. So, And Jesus tells the ruler, do not fear. Only believe. Those are words. Your daughter might be dead, but if you don't fear this situation and if you believe in me, you're going to see something better out of the situation. Don't fear. Verse 37. And he allowed no one to follow him except Peter and James and John and the brother of James. They came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and Jesus saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. And when he entered, he said to them, Why are you making a commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but sleeping. Hi, Denise. So what we see here, people are in a commotion, people are yelling, people are screaming, people are crying. That's how the world is going to be acting. They see things through natural eyes. You cannot expect people that have no understanding of the word of God to 
act normally. This is a time of crisis. This is a time where if you don't have faith in Jesus, where you should be afraid. Makes perfect sense. But look what Jesus says. Why are you weeping? Why are you crying? Why all this commotion? She is only asleep. I have come to wake her up. So we see, and and this is also another thing. Jesus took three disciples, Peter, James, and John. You don't see him taking anyone else. He didn't take Doubting Thomas. He didn't take Judas. He didn't take a bunch of other disciples that would trouble him, that would um, disrupt Jesus' faith. Because people's faith, if you're in a human body, your faith will be tested. Your faith will have to be tried. So you're going to have to begin to disengage yourself from people and negative influences in life. Or things will begin to happen. You will begin to fear. You will begin to doubt. You will begin to see your life look like everyone else's if you are around people that aren't there to encourage you. Be around people that will encourage you in your faith. Jesus even had to do that. Jesus had to have people that would encourage him. He took Peter, James, and John. He didn't take all 12. So he goes to the house and they laughed at him, laughed at Jesus for what he said. But he put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him and went in where the child was, taking her by the hand and said, Talitha Kumi, which means let little girl, I say to you, arise. And immediately she got up and began walking for she was 12 years of age. And they were immediately overcome with amazement. Jesus didn't allow fear to enter his life. Therefore, he saw a miracle. And he told the father, don't fear, only believe. He had to encourage other people. Isn't it funny how he encouraged the father? If the father had no role to play, he wouldn't have told the father that. If the father like had, like if, if it was Jesus, only Jesus' faith, he wouldn't have told the father, don't fear, only believe. But you see here, he's telling the father who he brought in the room to heal the child. Don't fear. If you believe that your daughter will raise from the dead, if you believe in what I can do, you're going to see your daughter live again. Don't listen to everyone else. While everyone else is frantic, don't worry about it. Don't be like everyone else. You are called to be something greater. And if you are sound and if you are smart and if you are someone who isn't going to get all freaked out by everyone else, people will look up to that. And it says they were amazed by Jesus and they were overcome because Jesus did a miracle. If you do something that no one is willing to do, then you're going to see some a different um, reaction to people. If you do something that no one else is doing, you can expect different results. If you're out buying all this toilet paper, stocking up, thinking the world's going to end, then you, you, there's nothing left. You, you know, you have to begin to prepare yourself for what the Word of God says. Prepare yourself for what the Bible says for you, not what the world says. And I got three points. Do you have anything before I go into these three well, points? Well, I just wanted to touch on that part where... Um the people came to the house um, of Jairus and they said, your daughter is dead. And they said, why bother to teach her anymore? And I think a lot, a lot of times in life, we can have people that come in and give us a negative report. You see, mm-hmm. even when the, the 12 spies went out into the land of Canaan and they spied, the, they went out and they went into the land and 
only two out of the 12 came back with a good report and people can come back and they can tell you what's going on in the natural realm what looks like it but mm -hmm. the word of god says too that faith is not what you see faith is not um visible it's you don't know what prayer like what's happening in the in the spiritual realm and through prayer through even you standing on the word of god and prophesying the word of god and it's i don't know it just hits me that part hit me because a lot of people can come into your life and tell you oh i don't know if that will happen or i don't know how can you do that how can you see that happen in your life and just even i don't know i've always been different than other people and like wanting things believing for things that are different than other what other people might be doing what the world might be doing um in the natural realm and not saying that not like saying it's a bad thing but even for a house i if the if god is not gonna give it to me then i don't want it because I can't afford a $70,000 home, even a $20,000 home in right. the natural. And so why am I going to, um, I don't want to do it like how the world does it. I don't want to live by the world system. I don't want to do it like how everybody else mm. in the world is doing it. I don't want to do it that way because I believe the word of God and I know that there's wisdom. I know that you have to do things in order to see things happen yeah. in your life because faith is faith without works is dead and I, I totally understand that but the the kingdom of heaven operates differently than the the world and so yeah. I know like even the word of God says like thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven you whatever is in heaven can be yours now you can inherit the word of god is on our, our inheritance so whatever it says that we can have and i i don't know it's just even with a home like everybody goes and they go to a lender they go to a bank but i believe that the lord will do that for us yeah. and because if you operate by the word of god and you believe it fully then it be, it can become yours yeah, it, and you just have to have the revelation we don't have a home yet but i believe that god god will give us that home because he says that he makes us the lender never the borrower right. on top never beneath that even even in the word of god says that those who are in covenant with the, with god will inherit the land and so even even in the um old testament People inherited land, those who were in covenant with God. And I believe because we are in covenant with God, that we will inherit, it, um, inherit everything that the word of God says. And that can be your story also. Yeah. But it was just like other people can just, I don't know, like pollute your faith, I guess. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like they can doubt your faith and sometimes, yeah, like just like that. In that yeah, story. You, you'll have people that'll come around and, and tell you, you know, just like this man. This was probably someone close to this um, ruler and said, don't trouble the teacher anymore. You'll have people that, that genuinely care about you that'll, that'll pull you off. It doesn't matter who it is. You, you have to have your own faith in God. You have, to, you have to drop all fear. You have to begin to cast fear off of your life and believe solely on what the word of God says. And that is actually my first point. And I'm going to give you three side effects of fear. Three things fear will do in your life if you don't safeguard this. 
For number one, it blinds you to the truth. What is the truth? The absolute truth. The word of God is truth for a Christian. Whatever the world says doesn't mean that's truth for you. If the doctor diagnoses me with something that I don't have to receive that, it may be a fact, but that doesn't make it truth. What does the word of God say about my situation? What does the word of God say for me? Does the word of God say I have to have stage four cancer? No. So what do I stand on? The word of God. What do I believe in? The word of God. You stand fully on what the Bible says without fear. Fear will blind you from truth. Fear will blind you from what the word of God says about the situation. That's why Jesus had to tell him, do not fear, only believe. Watch what I'll do. That may be fact. Your daughter may be dead, but here's what the truth is. I will raise her from the dead and she is going to be completely fine. Jesus spoke it into existence and you see, she, was, she is not dead, she is only sleeping. He spoke it and then the miracle came right after. He said, I'm going in to wake her up. You have to begin to speak differently. Speak truth from the word of God. Don't speak fear. Don't speak what you hear everyone else says. Well, I hear by the time this virus is done that 100 million will be affected and 7 million will be dead. I saw an article like that the other day. It, I made, it honestly made me laugh. For one, like, I don't think this virus has that potential anyways. But even if it did, it's not going to come near my home. It's not going to come near my dwelling. You have to have the faith of, of God. Your truth doesn't have to be someone else's truth. What does the word of God say about you? What does the word of God want for you? And that's what you have to stand on. You have anything on that before I move? Um, you can go ahead. All right. Number two. Fear will keep you in the same position in life. Fear is, is stagnation. Fear will um, immobilize you. It will stop you in your tracks. So let's use, for instance, this guy, if he listened to his friend that came up to him, don't trouble the teacher anymore. It would have immobilized him from going to his home and seeing his daughter raised from the dead. He could have taken that and said, okay, I guess we're done. Or, or it could have made him fear, what if Jesus can't do this? What if Jesus can't perform a miracle like this? Yes, he performed healings and stuff, but how do I know he can raise someone from the dead? It can immobilize your faith. It can immobilize you to where you will stay in the same position for a very long time. Fear immobilizes you. You have to begin to move past that. Where did God call you? The man said, don't, Jesus said, do not fear, only believe. That was the instruction of Jesus. No, the man had to do it. So they continued walking. They didn't stop. They continued. And when they get to the house, the only people that went into the room with Jesus were three disciples, not 12, three, that ones that um, followed him the most and believed Jesus the most, and then the mother and father. They didn't invite the entire family. They didn't invite grandma and grandpa. They didn't invite the cousins and aunties and uncles. They didn't invite the friend that came and said, don't trouble the teacher no more. They had to stand on their own faith and push everyone else outside. No, you can't come in. You have to begin to move forward in your own calling. You have to begin to say, no, what does she say? What did my mom say? Fear paralyzes. Yeah, that's exactly. Fear does paralyze. It'll paralyze you to a point where you can't move forward. And I like that. Fear paralyzes. Yeah. It, it'll keep you back and it'll hold you in the same position. And you see it a lot. E even in the natural. People that have great business ideas. People that have something that they want to see done in life. But because they're afraid to step out, they never do it. Fear will paralyze you. The fear yeah. of failure, the fear of something not happening will paralyze you. It will immobilize you and you'll be in the same position for years and years to come because, yeah, you doubted yourself. I think even with the story when the 12 spies went into the land, 
if um, you see that not all of them went into the land of Canaan because 10 of them came back with a bad report. But the two, you see that only Joshua and Caleb went into the land because mm -hmm. they had faith. They believed that, no, this is what the Lord promised me. This is what the Lord um, promised me as an inheritance, that my children will live in this land, that I will inherit it, that this is mine. And so because they had that faith, they moved forward. They mm -hmm. said, no, we're going to take up those giants. And yeah. We're going to go and, and inherit that land because it belongs to me. But the 10 other spies did not inherit the land because they, they had doubt. They had fear pretty much yeah. because and that's what you will never inherit what god has promised you with fear mm -hmm. that's the truth and, and yeah you want to talk about immobilization right there or in and stagnation they wandered the desert for 40 years they couldn't go anywhere for 40 years god led them in a circle because of what they spoke because of what they said because of yeah. their own fear because of their own doubt in god wow because of what they spoke, God said that you will eat the words you have spoken mm. and you will wander in the desert for 40 years. And then the second part, which is my third point, you will become double-minded. If you allow fear, you will be double-minded. You see in this story, the same story, the Israelites, they doubted. Oh, God can't do it. They have giants. We are like grasshoppers in their eyes and, 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 and likewise. And, they, and you see this whole thing with them. And then God says, okay, you know what? You're, you're all going to die. You're all going to die in the desert, and your kids at under 20 will inherit the land. But none of you will see it, except for Joshua and Caleb. And then you see, yeah. now they're ready to take over the land. No, God, we'll listen. We'll do it. We'll go. And then you see, and Moses told them, no, we're not taking the Ark of the Covenant, and I'm not going. So they said, we'll do it anyways. And they leave, and they die. Because they didn't have the promise of God. It was too late. They already spoke it. They became double-minded. They began to sway. Go ahead and read that scripture in James, starting at 6. You cannot ride on another person's faith. Yeah. You cannot. You have to make sure that you have your own faith. I cannot depend on his faith because even with coming to, um, to receive Jesus into my heart, I needed to do it on my own. I needed my own faith to step out, and I needed to confess on my own. You cannot receive Jesus into my heart. It, it belongs to me. It, and when you become a child of God, every, every person is given a measure of faith. And it's our responsibility whether or not that faith grows. Yeah. And yeah, the word of God says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So that's how you build faith. Yeah. But, um, but the yeah. waves. James 1.6. Yeah. Hey, Macy. Um, sorry. Okay, James 1, 6 through 8, it says, But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of, of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect <laughs> to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. You want me to continue? Oh, no, that was it. No, no that was it. Through it. Yeah, an unstable man... Is like the waves of the sea, and you cannot expect me to do anything for them. God can't do anything for anyone who, who is constantly in between doubt and in between faith. You have to stand fully on the word of God, 
or you might as well choose to do it your own way. Because if you're constantly swaying back and forth, oh, but the promise of God says this, yes and amen, the promises of God are yes and amen, but then you doubt because you hear auntie so-and-so tell you the opposite. Well, you know, life just doesn't work that way. Well, then, and you believe her because she lived for 40 years in a trailer home and, and never got anywhere in life. And you're, well, auntie so-and-so understands she's lived in the world a long time. She must have some knowledge. You can't sway. You have to begin to make your own declarations of faith. You have to begin to say what the Word of God says and not doubt. Don't doubt it in your heart. And don't become double-minded. Don't, don't move. Yeah. And those, and those are three side effects of fear. Those are three things that fear will cause you to do. It'll, it'll immobilize you. It'll blind you from the truth. And, you know, you can... And if you're double-minded, God can't even use you, honestly. If you're looking at that, don't expect me to do anything for you. If you're double-minded. You know, you have to have full faith in God. And even in this time right now that we're in, you have to rely fully in God. And don't fear. Don't fear this time. Don't let this rattle you. Don't let this shake you. And it's like what we talked about last week. Joseph, and you know what? I also, um, I believe it was Dr. Austin Lingerfeld who said this, but... Even during this time, you, uh, you see that Egypt inherits the entire land, basically off the sails of, of, of this. But then 400, you fast forward 430 years later, the Israelites go to all the Egyptians' houses and collect all the golden jewelry. And, and they leave with, and they strip the Egyptians and they take everything back. And, it, and it's like what the Bible says when it says the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. You see that, and it's just an amazing thing that a plan that God instituted with Joseph 430 years ago would prosper five, six generations later. 430 years later, God had a plan for them to still inherit that wealth that Joseph had stored up 430 years ago. It's amazing. And you know, God's got that plan, same plan for you. God wants to use you during this time. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. I believe this is the hour of the church to begin to take back what has been stolen from you. To take back this land. And we're going to see yeah. this nation turn back to God again. Because now people are wondering what's going on. And we have the answers as the church. And we're going to see that. We're going to see people touched. And I believe that this is going to be the best hour for the church. So do not fear. Do not fear. you have anything? No. All right. right. And maybe you're sitting here today and you've never confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you're you're wanting to get into this deal. You're wanting to say, you know, I want to see that. I want the wealth of the wicked to be laid up for the just. I want to be part of that. I want to be a part of God's family. I want to see my life turned around. I don't want to go with the rest of the world. I don't want to live in fear like the rest of the world. I want my life to look different than everyone else's. I want to live in perfect peace. I want to see the joy of the Lord manifest. I don't want to live like everyone else. And if you're sitting here thinking today to yourself, you know, I would love that. I would love to live another life. I would love to see my life turned around that where I'm not in fear of what the world says. Then I want you to pray this prayer after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me and cleanse me. Jesus, I thank you that you died for me, and that you're coming back again for me. Jesus, I thank you that I am saved, I'm born again, and I'm on my way to heaven. 
because I had Jesus in my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Do you have anything in closing? Nope. If you said that prayer with us, go ahead and message us. We'd like to connect you with a local church near you that will be able to build your faith. And you need to be in a place where the word of God is being preached, where the truth of God yeah. is um, being preached from the pulpit. Because there's a lot of churches that you don't hear the fullness of the word of mm -hmm. god and so we want to connect you with a house of god near you because it's important the word of god says that faith comes by hearing hearing by the word of god so you need to be in a place where you're hearing faith-filled messages you need to be in a place where you are hearing the word of god because when you hear the word of god it builds your faith and faith is the opposite of fear yeah and so yeah if you said that please go ahead and message us we'd love to connect with you we'd love to connect you with a local church near you we have a gift for you and if you're watching on replay go you can message us on facebook on po podcast find us on facebook on yeah hi Lama love zane riser that's my last name <laughs> um but yeah we love you guys and please share this broadcast on all those apps if you're anywhere in the morgantown fairmont area we would love to see you in church tomorrow. We will be having services on uh, 27 Joe Harry Drive in Fairmont, West Virginia. We will also be offering a, a live video as well if you can't make it out. But we would love to see you come and we'd love to see you in church. Everyone have a great night. We love you. Love you.